Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi guys, just quickly popping in at the beginning to tell you the big news that this is the last episode before our mid-season break. We're going to have a little bit of a rest, a little bit of a recuperation, get some beauty sleep and come back with bigger and better topics because now we've got 10k, we need to really buck up our ideas. So this is the last one before. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, we hope you enjoy the episode and we will see you very shortly. Laters. Farewell. Au revoir. Hi guys, I'm Erin. Welcome back to Higher Priestess. Welcome back guys, I'm Persephone. And today we're going to be talking about social media. Shall we? I simply can't wait. Let's do it. Um, so we asked you questions as usual on the story and I'm going to fill you in on on what you said. Yeah, let's go through them. Okay, the first thing I asked was, well, I kind of did true or false statements. So, my relationship with social media is 42% healthy and 58% of you said unhealthy. So, surprise, surprise, the majority of people have an unhealthy relationship with social media. What would you have answered? Um, Unhealthy. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I think we're kidding ourselves. I think as we get further down the questions, we'll see that I think it's pretty impossible to have an overarchingly healthy Mm. attitude or relationship with something that was designed to essentially torture you. It's interesting because I would have said that I had a healthy relationship with social media before we started doing Higher Priestess. Uh, Really? My relationship with um, social media is definitely... Yeah, I agree. It's definitely got worse. (laughs) It's definitely got a lot worse. Mm -hmm. But it was always bad. Well, I was going to say to you, I this morning I this is the first time I've ever had to do this but I took the comments off of one of our posts which is just doing the rounds within kind of rapist circles <laughs> incel circles yeah kind of the, the ye old rapers are having a whale of a time with my beautiful Instagram post and it just had to go because it's like why am I why are you literally why am I getting a notification on my phone which is on my bedside table and I'm reading through it at 6am from a stranger who actually doesn't like me and has bad bad vibes and he's going to say i'm gonna fucking rape you you ugly slut literally that i was just eating my fucking super noodles and now i've got that in my head it's like what are you outside my house i don't know if you saw it this morning but i one of them put up our post and on their story they shared it to their story did you see it have you seen this no they shared our post to their story so they said it was our beautiful post that essentially says rape is bad stand up for people who've been raped didn't think that was so controversial but it has proven to be extremely 
literally was a simple statement. And he said, you must be fucking stupid at Higher Priestess. He added us. He mentioned us in his story. Like, didn't just repost it. He came for the at. So I was like, listen. Love the free promo. <laughs> Most of the time, I just straight away block and delete. And I go through whoever's liked their comment. And I block and delete them as well. Yeah. Um, and like, really get thorough about it. Because you don't have access. But this guy was like, sometimes I'll say something funny back. Or I'll, I'll actually try and kind of help them out. But this time, I was like, right, I actually... I want to get in, you know, I want to pick your brains a bit. So I basically said, if your immediate reaction to rape is bad, is saying, well, I'm not a rapist, not all men, um, (laughs) then you are part of the problem. Yeah. And he kind of went back and forth, went back and forth, sent some laughing faces. Because it is hysterical. It's so funny. At first he was like... um, he did the whole kind of, I mean, I can't blame you. You must just be surrounded by the wrong men. That's what we've got a lot of. Oh, well, my friends, you need to get new friends. Yeah. And I was like, no, actually, the men that I'm surrounded by are intelligent enough and aware enough and educated enough to completely agree with us. So actually, you are the problem, not me and the men that I'm surrounded by. Um, And I went on this kind of little thing, came back and forth. I could tell, I, I'd obviously upset him. I struck a nerve, I think, because he was like, you know, none of my friends would do that, blah, 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 blah. Um. And then I said, well, myself and I think every woman that I know has in some way at least been sexually harassed in her lifetime. Many of those women have been violently sexually abused. So where are the perpetrators of that violence then? If they're not your mates, if they're not the men? Well, it's exactly the thing of every woman... Every woman knows someone that's been raped, but no man knows a rapist. Sorry, the math isn't fucking adding up, Darren. It doesn't add up. No, I'm not having it. That's up. Make it make sense. And then at the end of it, he said, um, shall we have makeup sex now? Oh, it's like, oh, oh. I know. It's like, oh my God, you're trying to rape me. And I replied saying like, I pity any woman who's been in the same room as you, let alone had sex with you. Yeah. And then sent him a beautiful link to an amazing post and was like, if you can read and understand words with more than six letters, you'll love this post. It will liberate you and <laughs> get educated by and then blocked. It's so fucking true. Also to say, should we have makeup sex now? It just shows. It's like, okay, so you've just proved the point you literally view me as a fucking object you twat the thing that bothers me with getting these messages a- along with all the things that bother me about getting these messages but it's kind of like i didn't give um fucking barry my number i didn't mm. give him my number but he's popping up on my phone yeah. i don't know where this happened you don't get access to me i didn't fucking go on a date with you why are you on my phone i find it really bizarre it's so strange you d- you suddenly have a fucking channel that you can access yeah. me through no the comments had to go they had to go it's like it shouldn't be that easy for you to just on this one post and also i'm sorry that that means that we've wiped your amazing comments well they're still there i can bring them back at any moment totally but i'm sorry that for the time being they're not there your amazing comments because they were so amazing we had so much support we had hundreds of amazing comments on that but i think there was about 600 comments this morning when i deleted it but it's just not worth being sitting in bed chatting with people and then also having fucking darren show up on your phone Chat- chatting with i can't remember what his name was gorilla or something Well, anyway, (laughs) so unhealthy relationship with social media. Well, it's almost like, is my relationship with social media unhealthy or is my relationship with incels unhealthy? But, they, but the social media, you wouldn't have to associate with incels, but you do because of social media. Because social media is facilitating the combo. And also social media gives them, it's like so democratic that it gives them, they feel that their voice is um, valid on a feminist post. Oh, they're so entitled. So entitled. Oh, so anyway, 
62% of you said that social media makes you unhappy. Makes sense, yeah. Makes sense. This one was good. I am conscious of likes. And then I put, are you aware of how many likes you typically get? You notice how many likes other people get? Noticed when a post of yours does badly, for example. 67% of them said they're conscious of likes. I just find it hard to believe that 33% of you don't, you couldn't give me a figure how many likes you roughly get. You couldn't tell me, no? I find it a bit hard to believe that what you couldn't give me a rough estimate of how many roughly you get. Yeah, of course people can give you a rough estimate. There we go. You know what you're getting. You're tracking who's liked it. Not only can you tell me how many likes you've got, you can tell me. You can name who's liking it. Who shows up for you. You know. The, you can tell me the post that you've posted that the boy that you fancied at the time liked. Or especially the one that he didn't like. So without social media, 85% of you would be more relaxed. But yet, 40% of you said that social media makes you happy and your relationship with social media is healthy. We clearly don't like being relaxed. We live for the stress. But 90% of you nearly are more stressed because of it. Why are we trying to live stressful lives? It's strange, right? Is that what we want? We want to be permanently stressed, but we have an Instagram. There we go. Well, I think that feeds into then later on, you guys came up and said... Um, you keep social media because it keeps you up to date with things, whether it be current affairs or like friends and family, people that you're interested in, etc. And I just think it comes down to the fact that really, I don't think human beings were built to consume the capacity of data that we currently do with social media. Also, I think with the communication thing... Shall we get into it? We've got a good point, haven't we? We have got a good point. It's our classic point. We say it all the time. I don't buy you know the fucking tiktok right okay i don't first of all i don't buy anyone that's saying that they use instagram to stay in contact with people for communication and i was gonna say you know the fucking tiktok that's like it's a scam yeah honestly is that it's like it's a scam it's a scam it's not a fucking you're not doing this to stay in contact with people don't fucking lie to yourselves you're doing it for nothing you're doing it just because you're bored you're doing it because you want to see some fucking pretty girls in bikinis you're doing it because you want to see some fucking influencers you like you want to see some brands that you like and you kind of are just doing it because it's a habit and you've been doing it for 10 years already and it would feel like a statement to not do it exactly i was gonna say i think at the moment we're currently in a climate where social media feels like an opt-out process you the default is you have it and it's It's the standard to have it. Out of the normal, to not have social media, to not participate. It seems political. It is 100% like a a politically charged move. Almost pretentious. When I was once seeing this guy that didn't have Instagram, I thought, get out of your fucking ass. Literally, what your fucking ass? You think you're too good to like a post? You're too good to scroll, are you? You're too Too good good for this place. I just don't like it. It's toxic. Uh, you're fucking toxic, mate. (laughs) To be honest, you're so fucking right. But you're fucking fuck you. (laughs) But you're on Facebook. But you're on fucking Facebook. No, 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 no. How dare you? No. How dare you, like, break the addiction while we all sit here miserable and suffer, (laughs) endlessly scrolling. Got carpal tunnel. Even though I know better, I still compare myself to things I see on social media. 90% of you said, yup. Said, yes, sorry. I don't know why I said, (laughs) yup. Oh my God. Do you remember that um, advert? Uh... Oh, it had a cow and it was like milk and it was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Sort of. Uh, milk, make milk, milk tastes great or something. 
Do you know what you're thinking of? It's not a cow, it's a cat. And he goes, oh, lovely yes. Kusha. Oh, lovely Kusha. Is it a cat? It tastes milkshake. Yeah. yeah. It always played in the cinema. And I, me, I think it was me and Lizzie, but me and my sister. But it could have been me and you. I always said the most unattractive... I was trying to think, what's the worst thing you could do on a date or a job <laughs> interview or anything like that? And I said the worst thing you could do was sing, I've got some Kusha. Oh, my God. Oh, Maybe it was me. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Oh, lovely Kusha, the way they say it. Did it not have cows in the it background, did. And they were kind of bouncing about, yeah. And they were they were um, lifting weights, and there was a cat. It was kind of a cartoon cat, um, and it was going, "Oh, lovely Krusha!" Right. So I have to ask, how on earth are you managing to remember that, and yet you can't remember a conversation that we had literally yesterday? Please, someone help that's me the out with that you. Something sticks in my mind. <laughs> That's important info. Oh, lovely crusher, lovely crusher. <laughs> Tastes so great. Enough to milk a milkshake. Milk. That's I thought important it was like info. milk, blah, 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 great. Like, it tastes so, tastes so great. great. And kind of oh, lovely brummy accent. It is, and then it goes, a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> and I always think that's the most unattractive thing someone could do. Oh, God, and I'm <laughs> doing it on that podcast. Here we go. <laughs> okay, the next thing... <laughs> <laughs> I have a bone to pick with all of you. We always we have many bones we that we're all constantly picking with people. We need to stop. <laughs> These people are good listeners. We're psychotic. Oh fuck! I wish I never laid eyes on you. I was thinking. <laughs> okay, I I present only a small portion of myself online. Ninety percent. So yeah. Yeah. So ninety percent of you present a small portion of yourself online that should that should be the case you that should even like that's always obviously the case but it should always feel like the case if you feel like you're presenting your whole personality god are you living a minute in the day without it that's true well because i put in the bottom because i thought people are gonna try and get out of that and i'm not having it (laughs) so i put at the bottom i.e the majority of the pictures from your camera roll do not make it onto your instagram feed which i think sums it up yeah that's a good way of putting it i saw that you said that and thought no one's yeah. getting out of that. No one's saying they're posting a picture, the pictures on their camera roll. Well, t- 10% of them still do. It's like, show me your fucking camera roll then. Let me show... Let's when see When you're then. taking a picture of, like, the back of your hair, just to be like, is that looking good? Or, like, the shit on my fucking camera roll. Literally. Kind of your nose hairs. Me and my friend once did this thing where she always used to get mouth ulcers and I would always take a picture of her mouth ulcer. Ooh, ouch. Whenever she got them. And we created a bit of a series in her camera roll called Photos of My Ulcer. And it was, and it was just sort of like... You're not posting that on Instagram. Absolutely no not. There's no Photos fucking way. Well, here we go. 90%. I present only a small portion of myself online. Okay, next question. It's important to me that I follow authentic people. Yeah, 90% said, yeah, it's really important to me that I follow authentic people. Amazing. Here we go. Here's where the lie kicks in. No one's authentic online. Here's where we all <laughs> seem to struggle. Pulling up to Struggle Town. Most of the social media accounts I see are altered or curated or unrealistic. And 50% said no. <gasps> it was a hung jury. You're joking. I can't believe. Well, it's 51% and 49%. It's Brexit times. I can't believe that. <laughs> it is Brexit I times. Can't be- Wait, is it- That's crazy. Isn't that funny? So 90% of you people, can say for yourselves people. that you present only a small portion of yourself. And yet, 50% then still think for some absurd reason that most of the social media accounts you follow are you think they're in no way curated but you know that yours is too make it make sense 
It's not adding up. That is so crazy. I completely agree. But I also think, I genuinely think, okay, so from having a podcast and having listeners and people that come through in our DMs and say, and say like, oh my God, you're so this and you're so this and like make not assumptions, but things we have told them, but they actually are such small proportions of my personality that they point out. And I think it's funny that people feel as if they know us. Mm-hmm. And I feel that sometimes the, I mean, they're largely completely right, but a few <laughs> things I think that's not really us. And that makes me think, the people that I think I know, the celebrities that I think, yeah. God, I fucking know you inside out. I actually don't have a fucking clue. No. I actually have no idea. No. It's funny when you people start say, making assumptions about you and it's not it. It's not accurate. And you think, fuck, well, I everything I think I know about all the people I follow and I feel close to is completely wrong. Okay, I'm going to get quite existential here. I, I think that's so interesting because in the same way that we look at celebrities, for example, you'd be like, yeah, Jonathan from Queer Eye, like, no, I'm inside out. Exactly who I was thinking. Okay. know them like the back of my hand I do and yet I reckon not even I reckon I fucking know that lots of people in Jonathan's little life look at him and he thinks you lot don't know anything about me yeah in the same way that you and I will operate in our lives and think yeah people online like probably know a certain facet of us in the way that I know you I was gonna say pretty intimately why do we always say that the Shane Dawson thing you know the cats on your street in the way that you and I know each other really well but we know a certain representation of each other really well because you will have a vision in your head of who you are that doesn't align with what I think so what bugs me or confuses me or what I think is interesting at least is what version of you is the real one so that's the thing is that is it the version of you in your mind that you know your likes and dislikes and your hopes and dreams and fears totally yeah is it what other people perceive of you strangers yeah your family there isn't one yeah is it what my mother thinks of me yeah my mum who knew me at from birth and raised me and knows everything from her perspective and sees me as a daughter or is it the perception of my own child yet to be born who thinks um of me as mummy like what's the real thing A romantic interest that thinks they know you inside out. Who thinks of me as the desirable goddess that I am, can do no wrong. <laughs> like it, my cat who thinks of me as some sort of almighty god that yes. gives food down. I also don't have a cat, it died. R. But R. that's actually quite a traumatic point. <laughs> Rip, R.A.P. Quentin and Kirby. <laughs> um, but do you know what I mean? It's like, well, whose perspective is right? Is right. Yeah. There is not one. There isn't one. The perspective of um, me walking into the fucking X Factor audition, Simon Cowell views me as potential moneymaker. <laughs> Literally <laughs> that. Gonna, do you know what I mean? It's like you're, to someone, you're a product. Someone, you're a vagina. Someone, you're a fucking genius. Someone, you're a fucking... Piece of shit. Piece of fucking human shit. Bizarre. So, okay, let me take it back. I'm going to get personal now. How do you think people perceive you? For example, the people who listen and are here with hire how do oh, they perceive so you versus who are you who are you actually then what assumptions are they making that's wrong or right well this is interesting because i i actually wanted to ask them this because i not saw some things but i do think it's interesting when i was thinking about other podcasts i listened to and i'm like god i know you guys like you guys are my yeah. gang and i feel that they are i feel that they are. and i know people feel like that about us and i feel like you're in the gang too yes you are in an hour of com- an hour of conversation 
person, you can only put out so much, a small amount of yourself. For example, I think I talk about dates quite a lot, mm. or like I'm quite sort of we talk about like funny things, like right now cheery mood. But on the phone earlier to you, I was crying. That's true. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> that is it's true. Like things are just so different. Like yeah. it's an hour of convers, an hour from your day. We literally sound like fucking Zoella. What does she say? She says, "Here's my advent calendar. It costs fifty quid." It's only an hour of our day, and you don't know us, <laughs> yes. and blah blah blah. Do you know what I mean? But it's so fucking true. That's why influencers get upset. Yeah, but I do sound like a fucking influencer. I sound like I'm going on loads of dates. I'm literally going on a date tonight, but I'm literally I don't go on dates, guys. <laughs> so I meanwhile I have to go tonight. But it's also because we talk about boys so much, as in we talk about the patriarchy so much, and dates are kind of the battlefield of that. Yeah, I think we talk about sex because that's one of the arenas that women are most oppressed in. Mm. But it's it's almost like um, I think there might be a perception of me on the podcast that I'm like a big. Date Data, which is actually so inaccurate. Like I'm, I actually I'm so so um, reserved. You don't really date often. No, I'm I'm incredibly reserved, or it takes quite um particular reasons for me to go on a date, or particular people. Yeah, I need to be in the mood to go on a date. I don't just I'm not going on dates every every week. You're not. I'm not going on dates every month. No, you're not. Well, it's so true that when you Right, so say um, your perception of somebody could be a blank canvas, i.e. I'm listening to the podcast, I'm listening to you talk on the podcast and I don't know you, we've never met, etc, etc. So the only info that I have on Persephone is whatever she tells me. So if you tell me you've been on a date and then I listen to an episode and we chit-chat-chat and then I listen to another episode and you say, oh, I was on this date, you could literally be referring to that exact same date and yet in my mind now, I have... The only info I have is that you go on dates and the rest is blank. So I'll just fill in the blanks with more dates or just whatever I please. Mm -hmm. And that is also why especially women influencers get held to such ridiculous... I'm not saying we're influencers, by the way, but get um, held to such ridiculous standards because you either don't talk and you allow people to fill in the blanks of, oh, well, she's, you know, she probably never uses plastic straws anyway, it's fine. Rather than you show them one time and then it's like, oh, she never... She doesn't give a fuck about turtles. It's like, right, that was one instance. Like, you really don't know. We don't know anything about anyone really if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again juvederm volux xc is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I reckon the only assumptions that I've had, kind of sussing out the vibe of what you lot say, I agree. You agree with the projection that they've put on collectively. You agree with the projection that has been projected of you by us on the podcast and how that's perceived. Yeah, I'm happy with it currently same i'm happy no i'm i'm more than happy with it it's just funny that you, we think we know people yeah. we, when you think you know someone they're really not but it's kind of like i i do go on dates but it's just not it's not like that i'm kind of like shit i'm go, i might go on a date and it's like i don't want to go even tonight i don't want to go already yeah but it'd be, well can you tell us a bit about it then so we can really build up the persona that you're a big data i was supposed to be going yesterday but i rescheduled today i was like fuck i can't be asked so i'm going today instead <laughs> Well, it's a social. I assume it's social distance. I don't. I don't know the etiquette of this at all. I've said let's just go and clap and common with some drinks. What's his vibe? What's his vibe? Have I shown you pictures? You can't show them pictures unless you're going to put him on the story. <laughs> no, I'm talking to you, <laughs> Harry. I now speak directly to you. You have one hour. One hour. One hour. <laughs> Well, basically, I'm confused because I've shown um, every single one of my housemates because I was like, right, here's this picture. Go, like, do your work. Go nuts. <laughs> Give me your opinions and mm. ratings, please. And every single person has a completely different thing. What's funny, there's one picture of him where I've, everyone I've shown, which is three people, my housemates, says, oh, that looks like Thingy. That looks like Thingy. That lo-. But not anyone specific. Everyone thinks he looks like someone else in their life. So he's just clearly oh. got a versatile face. And when I saw it, I thought he looked like someone else I know, which is just an interesting kind of face. I don't think I've seen him but i think you sent me a screenshot of the chat but i can't remember what it said god knows probably like go listen to my podcast i can't remember <laughs> as if i tell people <laughs> about the podcast i've now got a dating rule dating rule because i'm a dating yeah. fanatic well you learn the hard way after after one pretty bad date i would say i wasn't there but <laughs> <laughs> um it's just it's, i do not tell people what we do i but when i when people say what's your job i say um quickly think of something i don't know what i'm gonna say i haven't had a date since i don't know what i'm gonna say oh my god because the problem is they listened to the podcast the last time i said i have a podcast Mm. and then i went into the second date they knew way too much about me they were like oh so what what?" well they already had a kind of perceived projection of you so i asked you why you have social media and i put you in capitals so you would think extra hard why do you have social media can i ask you that first why do you have social media Sefi? well it's ch- obviously changed um dramatically in the since the inception of hire but yeah. why did why do i have my own personal social media
media that I'm not monetizing. Yeah, take it back before high priestess. Yeah. Why did you have social media? I think you purely have social media out of habit and FOMO. I think that is the, if we're honest with ourselves, that is why we have social media that we're not monetizing. If you are not getting paid for your Instagram, I don't think you have it for connection. I don't think you have it for self-expression if it's a basic fucking Insta. I think you have it because the fear of not being in this sphere and opting out seems so dramatic. Completely agree with you. It seems so political and... um, Absurd. You're actively rejecting something. So we're kind of scared to do it. I completely, completely agree with you. I also think it is so out of habit because for a lot of us, we had social media when we were young. Yeah, I just got Facebook and never deleted it. And then as I went Instagram came out, I'd get Instagram, never deleted it. Literally that. Before you know it, you're in knee deep. In all of them. Yeah. It's so true. It's like you don't often sign up to a new social media and and ditch it unless it phases out and all of your friends aren't on it unless it's a dramatic end like kind of bebo myspace yeah which we just haven't got there yet with instagram it will come oh it's a coming it's a coming do you think yeah they all die they all die the world's gonna end so instagram's gonna end yeah (laughs) um (laughs) sorry to bring it to you and bring it up again (laughs) but yeah i think they, they all die but we're just not there yet so when they die we'll go on to the new thing well i think that proves that we do it out of habit and fomo because no one had any issue with not going on Bebo and MySpace anymore because they're not being used anymore. So why would you want to be there? You might be expressing yourself perfectly. Exactly. If you were actually expressing yourself, you would still want to be expressing yourself, but you're not because you don't. No, because you're performing. Instagram is pure consumption and performance. You're consuming other people's performances Mm -hmm. and then you are performing yourself for other people's consumption. It's a really weird kind of like um, give and take. Mm. You position yourself as peripheral that you're looking in at all these famous people and all these amazing people's lives. Yet at the same time, you're like, let me in the club, let me in the club, please. And then you're sad when you get like 40 likes. What do you think calms us more? Observing the performance or participating in the performance? What part of it do you think is more stressful or more unhealthy? Observing? No, performing. Now that we're performing, performing yeah, is more true. stressful. That's so true. Now we're now we've now we're on the stage. I was in the audience thinking I want to be on the stage. Now I'm on the stage, <laughs> I'm thinking I want to be in the back row. <laughs> so fucking true. <laughs> so fucking true. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean completely. But you get privileges from it. Like it's amazing. Like I really do want to make it really clear that we're not trying to like obviously we're not fucking um kylie jenner obviously no i'm not saying we're on the west end stage i'm saying we're in the in the back 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 of a sort of cafe that we've put a cardboard box and we're standing on it yeah <laughs> like, it's, it's so true like <laughs> <laughs> i think that's it it's the stage doesn't have to be the global stage it's just like we've made a little uh space where now we are essentially i mean this is completely authentic quote unquote so why is it more stressful to perform but it's also performance because it is more stressful because you're centering yourself and i don't even think performance necessarily has to mean falseness this is an authentic performance like we're talking as friends as we do but it is curated and we are monetizing our dynamic our friendship which is really strange really strange because also we have these conversations all the time anyway but now i mean if i was just having a conversation with you i wouldn't be addressing ten thousand people but i do on this podcast because i talk directly to you um harry (laughs) with your earphones I hope our Harry Potter references land with every listener. So do I. I would like to think at this point they would. 
good. I hope if so. If not... <laughs> we just throw them in, like, yeah, everyone's seen that, right? Cool. Yeah, I mean, if not, we're not going to be kind of the 50th people to tell you to go and start Harry Potter from beginning to end. Oh my... I'm not even going... I'm not going to engage. You can find your own way <laughs> to that path. But I do think observing is is stressful too, is kind of horrific as well. Because as you say, you're, you're made to feel like you're on the peripheries of life constantly looking in at dresses you'll never be able to afford, parties you'll never be invited to, um, campaigns you'll never be a part of, a job you'll never get. And kind of a body that you will never be in. True, true that. The exact image that you're seeing over and over and over again repeated is not you. There's something particular about Instagram's algorithm as well in the way that I clicked on one Taylor Swift picture weeks ago and now who's all over my explore page taylor fucking swift t swizzle i can't escape her because instagram knows that i found it interesting that one time yeah it's like oh you want more of it you You want more of it and so now you click on one instagram model it's like oh you wanted more of that you wanted more of that thing that you'll never look like oh my god we should keep looking at it you should keep looking at all of these diet pages yeah yeah totally that it's TikTok. I think you can tell a lot about someone from their Instagram explore page, though. You 100% can. And I think you can even tell even more from their TikTok. TikTok is bizarre. TikTok is fucking strange. I am a bit annoyed with the TikTok because they've removed my TikTok. Oh, well, we've st- yeah, we started a TikTok. But um, also, Erin did a TikTok. We sound fucking like we hate social media. We actually love it. <laughs> love it so much. Like, obsessed. But um, we did a TikTok and Erin's one got removed because TikTok hate feminism. They hate women shakes head i'm shaking my head big time but you know it's all good we move we're moving we're moving on we move we stay we stay on track kind of it did piss me off but whatever so everyone if you don't follow us on instagram and haven't seen our constant promo of our tiktok go get on our tiktok because if you want video content to go along with the amazing audio content i mean jump on i love that we took episode on social media to mean promote your social media (laughs) Also, don't don't go on TikTok. Yeah, to don't be honest, go don't. there. Don't go there. But if you're already on Instagram, you're already on fucking Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Maybe just add add TikTok to it too. But that also feeds into why social media is so addictive because you were fed something once and you mm-hmm. set the endorphins on fire. All that dopamine went crazy. Your fight or flight kicks in when you stop kind of eating breakfast because you want to prolong your morning tummy, which I didn't know was a thing. Morning tummy? Yeah. Yeah, I call it Saturday morning feeling. Oh, no, as in... Oh, got it. <laughs> We're oh. talking about different things. <laughs> as in, I mean, the feeling that... You know the feeling that you get in your tummy when you haven't eaten? Kind of like you're yeah. downstairs and you're watching cartoons and you're waiting for your mum to get up. Don't, don't even. I call, Me and my sister call it Saturday morning feeling. And sometimes we text each other like, I've got Saturday morning feeling. Well, I love that. It's kind of you haven't eaten yet and you feel sick. It's pure Saturday morning feeling. We've always said it. But what's morning tummy? Morning tummy, I've seen as people who wake up and your stomach is flat. Oh, you're thin in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, your stomach is flatter in the morning. Yeah, it's completely miserable. Well, it's just look at the way we've appropriated our physical biology to kind of in, in how far it does or does not align with patriarchal standards. To look like a child, I want to have a flat stomach. What? Yeah. Like a, like a prepubescent child. It's like, but actually, like, your womb is supposed to be there. Yeah. And it's also like, well, there's literally a fucking amazing breakfast. There's like beans on toast in the kitchen. Do you not want it? You know what fucking happens when you get a flat stomach? Nothing. You'll still be fucking miserable because I have a flat stomach and I'll 
still be fucking miserable about a million and one things because it doesn't make you happy because it's not fucking real. It can only get you so much. You can take a good few pictures and you can get a good few compliments and then what? Your life is still shit. You're back to the endless scroll, guys. You're back to scrolling. It's true. Like, it doesn't... It's the same thing. You can't place happiness on um, a kind of a, an end goal because it doesn't exist. The limit does not exist. And don't torture yourself. Don't put your body through this shit. Like, it's insane. Yeah, also the majority of people's bodies just are the way they are. And also, interesting enough, a lot of the Instagram models that you see, their bodies are not the way that they are because that is what they look like after kind of an hour sat making sure that that picture looks okay. I bet if you walked into their room right now when they're editing that picture, that's not how they look, is it? Yeah, totally. And also, I think it's funny because we all know this. Every single person, every single person listening to this right now knows social media is not real. It's a highlight reel. We know it. We know this fact. Yeah. It's a fact. Why are we still so fucking thick? But is it just the thing that we said a few episodes back that you know a horror movie is fake or a horror maze is fake, but you're still screaming and you, your brain can't tell the difference? Still scared. Is it that? Yeah, it's like, I know that that film about the nun is the shittest film ever, but I still don't want to go to the toilet at night on my own. <laughs> the nun. That nun the film, film about the nun, the isn't it just yeah. called The, the nun. nun? Yeah, and I was literally begging Jack saying, please come with me to the toilet, and he wouldn't come. He was laughing his little head off. I thought, fuck you. That film is bleakly bad it's so shit did i speak about this on the podcast before no i was gonna say the only thing that i remember from that film apart from not wanting to go to the toilet on my own was the fact that at the beginning this guy has essentially just witnessed a dead body like hanging from this building it's like really horrific outside like a graveyard sort of thing yeah kind of old church or something like that a man and a woman turn up at his house after he's just had like a sweat ridden nightmare about it he gets to the door opens the door man and woman standing there and he's like hey i want to fuck you to this woman he's essentially coming onto this woman it's like you were just covered in sweat reliving this horrific moment you see a literal dead body and yet a fucking poor little actress can't be on screen for more than five minutes without being fucking perved on how crazy is that that was more petrifying than the whole thing put together that's the scariest moment that's the scariest thing thing in that movie that's why i didn't want to go to the toilet i'm like that fucking man's gonna be there i watched a fucking horror movie and it's called the landlord i also think it's called (laughs) i mean landlords are fucking scary aren't they yeah yeah and it's also i think called 13 cameras it's got two names yeah it's really weird and I watched it with my brother like a few days ago and it's one of the most horrific things I've ever seen it's about this landlord that sets up hidden cameras in a house and it's got this pregnant woman living in the house I've heard about this he is the creepiest fucking looking thing I've ever seen in my life and I've I've heard about this and I've now moved back into London into my rented house and I'm fucking checking everywhere for hidden cameras imagine yeah imagine he's watching you say that right now he's like fuck she's on to me oh no you've actually just scared me also why do I presume that your landlord is a man Gender norms. I'm not even joking. That's freaked me out. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it's, I mean, um, you're literally under... It's fine. Yeah, I'm also under a duvet right now trying to soundproof this. <laughs> oh, it's a long story, guys. <laughs> he can't see a thing, basically. Okay, shall we get into your amazing personal experiences? Yes, love it. Okay, this one in particular I really wanted to talk about because I just think it's so fucking interesting. So this person said a few things. They said they were nine when they started started to post on Facebook, which is mad, isn't it? Nine. Nine. That's crazy. You see a nine-year-old, that's a child. Yeah. 
Uh, nine when they started to use Facebook and then they said it hurts to see other people's perfect bodies not just Kylie Jenner people I know that's so true not that's so true but that's so that's so it with social media that's so raven that's so fucking raven motherfucker um, they said this is the bit that I found particularly interesting oh here we go okay so they said let's just go down the rabbit hole let's go down yeah I didn't see the second part of the question the second part of the is not a question but the second part of their message has just thrown me oh I love it so it says it also feels weird and hurts if I see my boyfriend has liked a pic of a perfect quote-unquote perfect body yeah that's fucking shit and then the second part of the message is all in all my relationship is healthier quote-unquote healthier because I almost never post and then put brackets not even stories yeah. I mean, I can't see you under that little quilt you've got, but I'm a bit shook. What about you? Yeah, I'm shook. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Well, okay, so sh- shall we take it from the top? First of all, nine is a crazy age, but same here, to be honest. Mo- I think most of us here nine. were really young. Um, yeah, not Facebook, though. I remember the move to Facebook felt quite like an adult jump. Oh, I was in primary school when we were on Facebook. I think I was like year seven, eight. Like it was kind of, right. it was very much Bebo, MSN sort of things. What about MySpace? Did you ever have MySpace? I had, I remember people's older sisters had MySpace, but I never had it. Ah, I had MySpace. I think probably because um, I was in London and you were in more of the countryside. Kind of. Like you and your friends were kind of reading Latin and I was dancing to Soldier Boy. We were kind of in the Shire from the, from the fucking Lord of the Rings. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We were kind of house hanging out with like Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, yeah, most of us were really young. But I think you and I and people roughly our age who are like kind of, I would say, kind of early 20s are just at the cutoff where you had a childhood that wasn't saturated by social media. Well, there was no social media, but our generation and above, there was no concept of daily performance. No. It was just there's people on the TV, you can aspire yeah. to be them, but on the day on the day to day, the people in your life is who you know. You don't know these actresses in this way that we feel that we do now. Definitely. And I think we forget how different times were. Something I always fucking talk about, and it's like one of my favourite things that I've ever seen, was this like really old footage from like a Spice Girls behind the scenes thing. Nice. So this was probably recorded in like nineteen ninety-eight which I know sounds like a long time ago, but so much has changed since, but it's actually not all that long ago. And kind of within the 10 year span of that time, we had a consciousness of what life was like. So anyway, in this little clip, who was it? What's her name? Emma Bunton. I don't know the Spice Girls, really. Baby Spice. They're great. I'm obsessed with the Spice Girls. I don't really know them. I know Victoria Beckham and I know If You Want to Be My Lover. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Emma Bunton. I think it's Emma. One of them. It might be Jerry Halliwell. I can't remember, which is awful because I'm really kind of seeing them as just interchangeable women. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the Spice Girls, whatever. They are all individuals in their own right, but not in my mind, apparently. Um, but it was one of them was saying, so they're on camera. It's kind of a bit of a piece to camera. And the cam- the person holding the camera, I don't even want to say cameraman because I think it was a really informal recording. It's 100% filmed on like a little handheld camcorder. Mm. And the guy behind the camera says, so how did you get into the Spice Girls? And whoever it is, I think it is Emma Bunton, is like, well, I was just in like dance college and I just like didn't really know what to do. 
and I saw that they'd had an argument with one of the other girls who was in Spice Girls and someone said to me that I'd probably be all right at it. So I came and I took that girl's place. It's so informal, isn't it? Now it's there's a desperation to I have to be at I have to be there. It's it's um X Factor. Well also it's like you could never you would never even say, well the other girls had an argument with her. Could you imagine? Even fucking YouTubers don't admit when they've had drama because the discourse goes wild. Well, it's then they all hate each other. Literally. What just happened? You just did a really excited face. Not that excited, it's really not a big deal. Jack just came in and he, my dad was saying the other day that he wanted nuts and my, my dad, and Jack's got him this big thing of nuts. It was really like, I shouldn't have been that excited. <laughs> my dad's saying he really wants nuts. Nondescript nuts, won't say the kind of nuts. Nut, just nuts. Just like salted peanuts. Just guess what kind of nuts I want. Just don't give, well, guess, I won't give you any clues. That is really funny. So what, you're going to go give him the nuts? So we, we're going to hand over the nuts at some point. Yeah, it just it was just so... Um, at the time, she... Everyone would have thought, wow, that's so... Um, such a performance. Oh my God, you're like a fucking superstar. You're on the TV. Your hair and makeup's getting done and it took you like 45 minutes. And oh my God, you've got an outfit from X, Y and Z. And the whole thing's a big show. And yet now you do the whole thing's a big show every day of your fucking life when you're posting a story and scrolling through what your mates are doing on Instagram. And now it's not acceptable for the average person the average especially maybe the average jenny the average girl the average joanne to not look like she's had a fucking hour and a half in hair and makeup yeah on instagram the standard is so much higher for how the fucking um checkout girl should look well i don't even think the standard is higher i think the standard is more um specific because yes. it's, it's you have to look the same as everybody else yeah you have to look like an instagram girl an instagram model yeah you can either be you can either be like a curvy quote unquote curvy kind of um black fishing um huge lip fillers look or you can be kind of frolicking in a field with a really titch waist um, and a and a bucket of strawberries. Oh, give me that. That sounds quite nice. Frolicking in the field with a strawberry sounds good. Do you know good. what I mean? And like kind of no makeup, but you're just so kind of yeah. ethereal and, and you're a goddess. And you're kind of sun-kissed, babe. I just thought it was so fascinating that literally one of the Spice Girls was saying to a fucking camera that anyone could see, I don't even really want to be here. <laughs> didn't even really want to be here. And the other girl was like a bit argumentative. So I just took her spot. It's like, What? Could you imagine? You could never. You could never. Could you fucking imagine? That's insane. The next part of this person's message, shall we get into it? What was it again? Yeah, 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 let's get into it. You don't want to hear it. They said, it also feels weird and hurts if I see my boyfriend has liked a pic of a perfect body. All in all, my relationship is healthier because I almost never post, not even stories. I mean, there's two separate things there. First of all, should we talk about the- The boyfriend. Boyfriend liking pictures of bodies. 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 <laughs> bodies. <laughs> Of dead bodies. Um, first of all, speak to him, then dump him if he will not change. That behaviour is actually unaccept unacceptable. I hate how that's normalised. I fucking hate how that's normalised. That's what I was going to say. I think we kind of touched on this in our porn episode, but it's like men will get away with a lot because we've normalised. It's boys will be boys. Boys are going to like a naked body. Being so chilled, just so relaxed. And it's like, God, you can't be so controlling all the time. Yeah, don't be a fucking psycho. Stop being so naggy. It's like, uh, actually... 
actually, I just don't want you to treat me like shit. Yeah, you're out there liking pictures of somebody, of a girl that you fancy. Of essentially a naked body. Yeah, no thank you. I don't back it at all. I also, just because I know if I post a bikini picture and a boy likes it, I know exactly what's happening. Yeah. Between me, him and I, I know exactly what's happening. Totally. And so I would know exactly what's happening if Jack was to go around doing the same thing. It's not subtle. And you want your name to be there loud and proud. Absolutely freaking not. No. Not on my stinking relationship watch. No way. And it's not fucking naggy. It's just having some fucking self-esteem. It's not okay for your partner, your yeah. boyfriend, to be out there publicly, privately is, a, is fucking awful, but publicly claiming his attraction to almost like prepping her for when you're for when he breaks up with you just prepping her just keeping her like loosely around yeah just keeping her around just keeping yourself in her consciousness for when the, his relationship's over fuck that shit no i also think it's kind of i mean it's ever, anyone in their own right can post what they want on social media then people will do what they want with it whatever but i almost think it is such a i think it's a patriarchally charged move from the boy's perspective to double tap another girl's naked body and everyone else will see it do you get what i mean it almost feels a bit like publicly you don't like anything about her other than her boobs you don't like her you only like her when you're objectifying her we had actually an amazing message and i'm sure she'll be listening now from a girl saying we just today got the i replied like late but she was basically saying that she wanted to post something because of our episode i think it was maybe body image wanted to post a picture of her plants from her room because every single picture is just is a selfie oh my god yes and just of her herself and she was saying i want to post a picture of my plants because i'm into my plants and i want to post them and why would i not because i know they won't get many likes because that's self-expression on the internet so we said yeah, yeah post the plants she posted the plants um and she said i'm sure you won't be <laughs> So we gave our seal of approval. Yeah, yeah, post the plants. (laughs) She had probably (laughs) posted the plants before we said post the plants. She has agency and (laughs) autonomy. Um, Dominion over her own Instagram. Yes. Um, So she, and then she messaged back saying, hey, I'm sure you'll be unsurprised to know that the post didn't get likes. It just flopped compared to my other ones. And it's like, isn't it fucking crazy that men don't care about women's uh, hobbies, interests, skills, talents, lives, insights but as soon as you post a picture of your bum of your face of your butt of your outfit where you can see your little boobs anything oh we'll, we'll like that but I, po- I showed you what my brain is doing my brain is thinking oh these plants are cool and you literally went in you weren't interested no. you scrolled past so fast faster than you can say quidditch as we said in the body image thing women aren't seen as whole they aren't they're seen as empty fucking vessels yeah Okay, well, it gets worse then, doesn't it? Because then this person goes on to say, all in all, my relationship is healthier because I almost never post not even stories. I mean, we have little to no context here, but our message for all relationships is communicate and communicate your worth. Yes, and almost communicate with yourself. Because I think a lot of the stuff is self-denial of, oh, no, no, but my boyfriend likes pictures of other people, but we've spoken about it. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's like, no, but is that fine with you? Yeah. Is that fine with you that he wants to do that? Because he, you might have had the convo and you, in that convo you came out with, yeah, no, 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 he still finds me attractive. It's just something he does. Is it fine with you? It's almost like you previously agreed that you weren't going to get annoyed when that happened 
happens, but it's bugging you. So someone's going to have to confront it. And it's not fine that he does that because how would he react if you just give it a fucking test? I, honestly, just give it a test. If you say, no, no, my boyfriend just does that. If you were liking a load of dick pics, imagine. Just like a picture of like um, a boy that was kind of in the year above you at school's like little six pack. A boy that he knows and he doesn't know that you know him. Yeah, just like that and make sure he fucking see. Just right next to him, just double tap that. See what happens. He's going <laughs> to fucking lose his nut. He's going to go mad. Obviously, like, remain safe at all times. Yeah. It's just, see what happens if you think he's so, boys will be boys, boys will be boys. What happens when girls will be fucking girls? What happens when girls will be boys? Literally. You go mad. You go mad. You actually agree. cannot cope. So, fuck off. I don't really know what to say about that apart from please dump him, but also, like, do what you want. But, like, I just want you to be happy. Communicate, then dump his ass. Shakes her. <laughs> okay, so there was another one that I wanted to talk about because, to be honest, it was everyone said it they said i got facebook when i was 13 i'm 23 now and i have crippling anxiety about instagram likes you know what it made me think there was an old kind of a bit of a meme going about probably like seven or eight years ago now and it was along the lines of instagram likes won't put food on the table yeah i remember this and look what happened well <laughs> well well now they, they do. do yeah how the cookie crumbles how the cookie crumble crumble crumbles how the app crumbles honestly crumble town crumble pie crumble pie sounds quite nice i might cook that for dinner crumble pie i was more thinking like humble pie shane dawson served me a slice of crumble pie <laughs> oh you're thinking of an apple crumble but i'm kind of thinking of the apple crumble crumble in a pie Ooh, crumble pie, pie. yeah all right i'll do it <laughs> i might bake it i might do it i thought it was interesting that they said a crippling anxiety about instagram likes it's like oh that doesn't feel good that doesn't sound nice but we won't leave yeah it's weird right it's kind of toxic relationship i think it's kind of we need to get out of the space i wonder what is in us that it gives us yeah. crippling anxiety i.e it's making us cripplingly ill it's making us ill it's making us sick and we mm -hmm. stay we stay there we not only do we stay there we go if you look on your screen time you're there for hours a day all day you, you may think that you only popped in for 20 minutes in your day no 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 look at your screen time you were there for three hours i wonder why we say that i think you're right it is a toxic relationship i think we're kidding ourselves if we think it's like yeah oh it's just this thing that i do no no it's a huge it's an addiction it's a huge part of your day and it's designed to be addictive and it makes us all feel sick whether we know it or not it makes us feel numb and ill definitely don't get me wrong there was loads of messages and we completely agree with all of them saying like i found feminism online i found this that helped me online totally i think body positivity has only been allowed to come up through um instagram people having control over over a form of media exactly because the tv weren't showing you this it's democratic it allows um it allows so much and it doesn't need the male stamp of approval before a girl gets famous if a load of girls like her then she gets famous and she may not fit the norm and i think that's amazing although can't show your nipples on instagram and yet that fucking little cunt dan brazil whatever his name is will post pictures of literally a girl's bum hole all over him yeah and he's roaring 
and raging and killing Instagram, like, has, like, millions of followers or whatever. Because it's patriarchal. Anything, anything that exists under capitalism is inherently a patriarchal institution and white supremacist institution. Would you want your kids to have social media? I, I think this all the time. Because here we are where so much of our, our job lies on social media. And so we've chosen it for ourselves. Would I want my kid to have a podcast on the internet? Would I want to have my kid having messages from 40-year-old men and 14-year-old boys saying, you're a slut? Mm-hmm. Mm, no, I wouldn't. No. <laughs> I wouldn't want that for my kid. But then why is it enough for us? It's confusing. I would want it for my child in the way that I wanted it for myself because it means a lot to me to have done this for myself. Like, I, I didn't... It's one of those things that I um, am quite impressed with myself, that I allowed myself to find a new space for myself. Myself, myself, myself. Yeah, um, it's true. And I love it. I love it more than anything. My favourite job I've ever had. But allowed myself to go and do something, yeah, kind of slightly more out of the ordinary. So in that way, I would highly recommend it to my child. But also, it's a, such a fucking dangerous place. Dangerous game to play. It's kind of... It's not the... It's less than even my child, because... We don't have one. Because <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> exist. But um, well, the, my my white son... Yeah, go on it. Yeah. That that space is for you. You're safe as anything. Yeah, sure. But you're being fucking good on it. My little daughter. This is what I said to people a long time ago. A long time ago. It was kind of, I'm 100 years old. <laughs> Many moons ago. But I remember saying to people, someone in particular was like, um, everyone is equal now. So there's really no, you know, racism doesn't happen in the UK. How can you, how can you say that of your m- fucking mouth? Sexism doesn't happen in the UK. How can you fucking say that? And I was like, okay, would you want to be black then? You want to be black, yeah? They said, no, no, obviously wouldn't want to be black. Obviously not. I said, okay, would you want to be a woman then? They said, absolutely not. Why would I? No. I was like, well, there you fucking go, you little cunt. Would you want to be trans then? Would you want to be fucking trans then? I don't fucking understand how that can come out of your mouth. I think people really actually in this country as well, especially pride themselves on their ignorance because they see it as a stamp of strength. I think they think that they're kind of Winston Churchill and that they just have, you know, hard, you know, tough skin, thick skin, you know, strong shoulders. You can take on the weight of the world. I'm just not bothered about things. You can't just, just because you're offended doesn't mean that, you know, it's it's not a fact or whatever. It's the snowflake thing like, oh, don't be a snowflake. It's like, you're so upset. You're the one that's so offended. Seeing my nipples through a t-shirt under your guise because you would still walk into a supermarket and pay money to see a topless girl in page three or on an old magazine. And yet when a woman is owning her yeah. own, literally just living her own fucking life and you can see her nipples through her top, you think she's unacceptable. So why are women only valid when they fit into what you want? And I compl- and I think that comes for women as well who I have seen and have tried to tell me that women are only valid when they do something that rejects femininity or women are only valid when they act a certain way etc etc we've internalized misogyny racism homophobia etc in so many different ways and we're just all too blind to see it and i think that concludes my thoughts on the podcast what about you concluded (laughs) it's completely (laughs) true it's outrageous it's utterly outrageous it's outrageous and we're not here for it actually importantly we're not here at all this is the last episode you'll get from us for a week (laughs) 
my heart's got to be. I thought, don't say that we're not going back. You said it like, it's the last episode, full stop. You'll never hear from me again. You will hear from us again in a week's time. We're go- Basically, we're going to have a week off. We're doing a season break. Flood us with love. Flood us with love so we're dying to come back. We are already yeah. dying to come back. Um, we just need a week off. We're just going to have a break. We've got, there's work, There's much work to be done in prep for our mid-season break. So we're really looking forward to coming back with strong old topics and amazing, amazing conversation. If you've enjoyed this season, please, Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Some of you have, and we... We scream. Can't cope. We scream at everyone. With how much we fucking love you. But thank you so much for listening as always, and we can't wait to come back. Can't wait. Haven't even left. Can't wait to come back. Leave the door open. Leave the car running. Need to still edit and upload this. <laughs> and I'm like, can't wait to come back. It's like, you're not even gone. So just absolutely just throw gifts yeah. at us and love and kind, kind words of um, admiration yeah. and validation. And we'll hopefully we'll see you soon. And <laughs> we'll speak to you soon. Okay, cool. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.